here we go. Spring of 2020. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast. This is a special one for all you people that like hunting, especially if you have goals or aspirations of going out west and hunting one of my new favorite game animals to hunt, mule deer. My favorite animal. Really? I'm going to go, oh, say it. That's my favorite animal. By the way, it's episode 52. Old high school football number right there. Oh? 5-2. Got it um, actually for a week in college football, but uh, they accidentally ordered a uh, large. <laughs> so that didn't last very that long. That ain't going to fit you. No, no, no. I haven't fit into a large since fourth grade. So, Alrighty. I currently swim in them. You swim in larges. You wear mediums. This is a large. I also, how much you weigh right now? Like one sixty. Yeah, one sixty-five. Good day. I uh, what did I weigh in fourth grade? One forty, I think. <laughs> one forty, and then I bumped the old one fifty in fifth grade. One seven. I don't know. Yeah, one seventy. I don't know. I always think. Yeah, obviously, you remember how much you weighed because your weight classes wrestling. We don't want to dive down the wrestling rabbit hole again today. So, we got some we got some additional people here today. Mm-hmm. Why introduce don't we introduce yourselves, yourselves a little bit? John Lucas. What's that? What's that? John Lucas. All right. This is like an interview. I'm Abe. My name is Abe. So, um, what do you guys do? What are you guys interested in? Why 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 you're here today? I uh, work construction and uh, going out west, big game hunting, uh, hunt whitetails, small game, you know, everything in Wisconsin. Nice. And you're Weston's uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law. That's right. And you're Weston's partner in this trip that we've been talking about to Idaho. Yes. Okay. Time. Not the person who backed out. No. <laughs> no. And you have really strange hair. <laughs> All right. Abe. <laughs> Abe's old, uh, speaking of football, football teammate. Yeah. What about it? We, we're old football teammates. Oh, That's yeah. how I know you. Yeah. High school high school people. Yep. High school, cl- not classmate because you were a different grade. No. but 2012. You're number 32. 32, yep. Yeah, yeah. Right side, left side wing. Left side. Yeah, you were coming right behind the holes right there. Yeah. That you made? You I made think. Where I, was I on the left or right? I, I think I was on the right. Yeah, so you would have been all the all – the, because you were you were the ball carrier on old 66 power. Yep, just pulling for days. Yep. No, I was blocking down on that. I oh. was creating the wall. Right. right. Anywho. <laughs> Nobody cares. We ran a double-wing offense. Didn't score much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abe, what brings you here today? You interested um, in a little mule deer discussion? Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get Abe to come out and film. Um, you're relatively new, a new hunter. You would you say that? Yeah, yeah, new to new to bow hunting and everything outside of yeah. the seven or nine day gun season in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're moving into like so. If there's like a hunt, say you group 100 percent of hunters, would you say that like especially in Wisconsin, like you lose about 70 percent of them when you take away gun hunting? That is correct. Yeah. So you're starting to move into that. You're move, like you're newly you're, moved into you're, the third You're getting into the hunting generalist yes. space, yeah. not just the nine-day gun season space. Yeah. And then I mean, looking more into than some four Western days stuff. of hunting, yeah. real, right. realistically. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, both weekends. <laughs> yeah. That is Growing up, my dad was a pastor, too. So it's like Saturday, Thursday, really. Right here. We're praying right now. Pat my chest. <laughs> There's yeah, some, does, he, get, does he bring yeah. up hunting in his in his uh, um, sermons? Occasionally, yeah. I could I could really trust someone that does that because it's it's all over the Bible. Yeah, nature and everything. Yeah. All right. 
so uh jed you're you are uh sitting expert today okay why don't you kind of list off your accomplishments slash experience so people don't just think you're just making shit up okay well, and i'll preface this by saying that there isn't if you question the amount of times he's been out west, you cannot question the amount of hours he's put in researching out west. That's true. Uh, so I've been out west mule deer hunting three times. Uh, one of them was a real short trip. It was a weekend adventure. Really? When was that? That was... Uh, oh, you're counting the bow and gun season? Yeah. Okay. Yep. The time I went out gun hunting. Um, learned a lot the first year and and... I didn't learn a whole lot the, the uh, gun trip because it was so short. Um, it is insane how much you learn. Yeah, you learn a, you, just, you learn a lot in a short amount of time, and yeah, didn't maybe learn quite as much last year, but I think the lessons that I did learn are pretty valuable in the long run. Why do you say that you don't think you learned very much last year? Well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think I learned as many things. Yeah, because like a lot of the things that you learned last year being in that it was your first trip out there i had gone through that already yep you know so i've got a lot to learn yet like i'm not oh yeah i'm not gonna sit here and claim to know it all yeah i don't yeah and i think that's pretty consistent with most things that we talk about correct wait listen we're not sitting here saying that we're experts or that you should 100 percent agree with everything we're saying or listen to everything we're saying we're saying we we openly talk about our experiences that's that's a good way of putting it yep um, so what we have here today is Weston is actually still here. <laughs> um, so they have, they, uh, have some questions. So it's just really a mule deer hunting Q and a, um, and we already started firing a couple around. Why don't we go over those again? Because the recording devices were not on at that time. I don't even remember what we were talking about. No. Well, we were talking about basic basic day layout yeah. and how, you know, how the days yeah. are structured and what your tactics are throughout the day. Um I think one of them was how long do you sit in glass each morning? Um I like to think that if you're like if you're going to if your plan is going to be to hike to a spot in glass, you need to stick it out until at least nine o'clock before mm-hmm. even thinking about getting up and moving. Um, now, if you're basically, there's two techniques that we use. It's the get high, get a good vantage point, sit there in glass for multiple hours, or just run a gun. Whether that's on a, in a truck, in a UTV, on an ATV, or on foot, you're just cruising country. Um, that's my yeah, and second favorite. <clears throat> most likely Taylor's out there, you're, favorite. On, you're on wheels. Yeah. I mean, there like where we hunt, there is at least one ridge line where you can cover ground, glass down both sides of it. And like walking that would be a decent thing. Where like, because a lot of, a lot of mule deer country is so vast that like you could, you can set out from your high, sp- high point where you're glassing in the morning and walk for a mile and a half and not lay eyes on really anything new. God, that shit is so awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Jeez, I cannot wait it's to crazy. get back out there. But, but like, there's just so many little folds to the landscape, too, that, like, you feel like you're not looking at anything new, but you might, like, your little walkabout might get you the one vantage point into the one little draw that you couldn't see where there's a, there's a buck laying. So, like, it'll drive you nuts. Well, yeah, they're psychopaths. They, they, we should get in the, I mean, the most interesting thing that I learned out there is how they lay and how they just, okay, the so, crevices they get into. Yeah. Are so, they are they elusive deer? Like, I've heard that said many times that mule deer are elusive deer. A what? Elusive. Like, Lucid. Yeah. You see them and then they just, oh. like, vanish. Oh, they're so, ghosts. Oh. They're going elusive. Yeah. 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 They, okay. So elusive. Here's the deal. Okay. Yeah. Like most of mule deer country is like the landscape is broken enough that yes, they can. Like I remember the last day of my first mule deer hunt, um, 
Like, we were literally leaving at dark if I didn't have anything dead. Um, You're saying the first year out there? The first year okay. out there. I was in the middle of stalking a mule deer. Like, he was up feeding, and then all of a sudden he just, like, disappeared behind a sage bush. And I was like, okay, that son of a bitch just laid down. So I stalked that sage bush, and when I got there, he wasn't there, but... Just on the other side of that sage bush was like a four-foot depression. That son of a bitch got down into and skirted around me because that's like where they, that's how they travel. They like to travel as inconspicuously as possible. You know, like they're not they're not going to ridge line themselves mm-hmm. if they can help it. So he got down into this little depression. It's very rare. Yeah, it must be rare. like just something because you see it sometimes in the mornings. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have to, they have to like crest over at some point, you know, like. Right, but there's something in them in the mornings where they will feed out in the open. Yes, they're very more lackadaisical in the mornings. Like your mornings are the time to find them, because once ten o'clock hits, or even nine, like (sighs) it just gets so much harder. Especially you go a couple days without without getting on them in the middle of the day, it turns into yeah, it turns into being like anxiety in the morning because you have to find them yeah and like okay so what you'll find when you're glassing in the morning is the like the desire to be looking at everything at the same time like you're like oh my god i have to see all of it right now because i only have but so much time before they're not on their feet anymore and that is a problem because like that's Mm -hmm. how you look over things Mm -hmm. you gotta keep like just gotta keep your glass moving slow patience is insane like i like want to go out there and just feel the anxiety again because it's so awesome especially when you accomplish like when you finish it because mm-hmm. you feel helpless it's, oh, it's helpless the worst feeling. feeling in the world like you you're not in the game you have no chance like for our trip last year like the first day i i go we glass in the morning and all of a sudden there's like a giant plus a group and it's like jesus this is okay this is pretty easy let's, <laughs> let's just pop over there get this thing done with huh and wow because that was i bet that was like legitimately the only morning for a while that we even got well yeah no that was the only morning until i shot at those ones uh, yeah which was like four days later no i'm talking about like the next morning when i had that down by camp pretty close when they were that was the next morning i think so i think it was in the first couple days because then then that was not that that was not the second morning there's no way that was the second morning. Third at the most. I was thinking it was the fourth morning, but. I remember it was early. And then we had like a three or four day dry spell. Yeah. Where I was like, whoo, wow. Yeah. It like, that's when like it drives home. Like you go a couple of days without getting into anything in the middle of the day. And then all of a sudden those mornings, you get so much pressure on you. And and then you're sitting there, it's just like deer hunting. Or you're sitting there and be like, well, which stand should I go to? Which, which, which glassing spot should I go to? Should we be driving? Should be like, then you question yourself over and over again. Like, it's crazy. It's a mental game. I'm here to tell you that my favorite, like, if you give me the option of going to a high spot and camping or driving around, running and gunning, looking for stuff, I'm going to take the go high and, and camp and glass. Yeah. Because I think you are going to see less deer that way, but the deer that you do see are unaware of you and you have a better chance of killing them. Mm hmm. For sure. Well, that, that's just my thought. Yeah, so that kind of ties into my question that I was going to ask. Okay. Um, so like when you get to a new, I, obviously we're we're not going uh, out ahead of time to scout. Correct. So like we get, we're going to get there. We're going to have our kind of you know spots picked out where we would like to start. Yeah. But you get there. What is like your first order of business? Are you going to like? So we're going to get there hopefully, and we'll have like the last half of the day. We're thinking, like, do we just use it scouting? Like, obviously, we can use rifles, so we're going to bring our rifles. Yeah. Or our weapon. But, like, what is your, like, first course of action probably? If, okay. So. And preface, they've never been to where right, they're going. So, right. We're so, popping our Western cherries. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, that's fine. So Yeah, we say fuck all the time. <laughs> so, okay. So, if this was my first time in a unit mm-hmm. and and I have a rifle, I am going to stay in the truck for as long as I can and I'm going to drive around and get my bearings on mm-hmm. land access. Mm-hmm. So 
what's public, what's not, mm-hmm. where the high points are. Like, I would want to – so, like, I would obviously go out with a plan of this is where I would like to have camp. Go there first. Make sure, like, yep, this is going to work for camp. Okay, check. Now I'm going to be like, okay, this is my first place that I want to glass from. Check that off the list. Make sure that that is actually – that it looks like what I thought it looked like. And if it doesn't, oof, now we're checking spots two, three, and four. But I'm going to do that anyways. Mm-hmm. My my plan would not be to hike up, like, unless it's a spot where I can't confirm it from the road, then I would – then you would have to. But I would like to get confirmation about my, my e-scouting from the truck and – confirm or cross off as many of those spots as I could. But how far okay. apart are they? Do you have multiple pro- multiple like sections you're looking at? Well, we're starting in one zone that we already chose, but it, is, it isn't zone specific. Right. I mean, it is for date-wise, but the three or four zones. You have a you have a giant chunk of area that yeah, you can hunt. that we can. Giant. Like, so like, I wouldn't even think about it in units. I would think about it in like spots, and I would try and like confirm as many spots relatively close to each other as I could, like okay. within a, within a easy morning drive. Right. You know what I mean? Cause like you're going to want to be up on your glassing spot before daylight. Right. Or at least right at. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like you can get eyes on deer even that first afternoon. So you at we, least know if, a plan like, for so the next we, morning. You would say use our first half a day there to, Confirm to, to things. Confirm yeah, and check I, off our that's list. that's what I would do. That's kind of what I. But I would also be keeping my eye on the hills and being like, well, "Oh yeah. shit, there's a there's a herd of deer." Right. You know. Obviously. Because like where you're heading is mainly like the areas that you, like you're not going to be hunting 400 acre chunks of public. You're going to be driving into giant chunks of public. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I mean, yeah. afternoons too. You still got a good shot of seeing them. Like it's, yeah, like it's if, definitely if, a better than. Like, the morning's out way better and the best, but, like, the afternoons, like, especially some days, like, they're they're pretty good, too. Like, and who knows? Like, you're going to be out there a full, almost full two months later than than we've always been out yeah. there. Right. Um, so, like, I don't know how they're acting. Maybe then. the daytime activity might be up to Might be bit. up, might be down. I don't know. Right. If it were me, I would, how many days are you going to be out there? Uh, it's going to end up being like four and a half, five. Oof. Wow. That is tight. That's tight. Yeah. So I would drive the first, so plan on the first afternoon, just constantly driving. If you see some, you see some, you mark it down. The next morning I would send, if you saw some the first night, the next morning you send one group to glass the area or somewhat area that, and they can still be mobile to cover like other areas around there to try to find deer in that area and the other group stay in the car again and just cover ground. Well, there's only three of them. Yeah. That means that like, well, Abe's got to go now. <laughs> now Abe's got to go. But he like, said he's going. I mean, what, I mean, yeah, I mean, how, how are you guys planning on, on doing that? Are you guys planning on all hunting three in a group? Are you planning on two and one, everybody their own? We're going to do three in a group. Oh. That's why we really want to. Abe has to go, go and then you go two. two groups too. Yeah. Because five, four and a half, five days. Oh my God! You have to just find them. You have to. I yeah. would just. You put as many miles on as possibly, and but you can't get out of your truck until you see some because like, you you'll waste three hours walking and you only covered a couple miles where like you have to cover as much possible ground as you possibly can. So for sure, that first half of the day. Definitely got to be. Well, there's still, I think a second group still is driving all next morning. Okay. You're going to, I mean, if it were me, I would spend as much time as I can in the truck on the first day. And I would have a spot picked out where I think, okay, I can hustle from the truck to this spot and see somewhere that you can't see from the road to sit for the last hour of daylight. Okay. Because, wow. Because you just never know. You'd give up. Would you still? I'd still have a group. In, I'd have somebody in a car still. Well, that's fine, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> like, yeah, I would give that up. 
So you think you could select a place on a map in an aerial and feel good enough about it to give up your first after last hour of daylight? Yep. Really? Yep. Shoot your shot, right? Yeah. No guts, no glory, man. Right? Why not? Because when it does happen, it's going to be fucking sick. You know? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. That's kind of what we had talked about, like, definitely, you know, just getting your bearings and checking shit off the list. Yeah. I would also have camp set up. Like, that would be my first order of business. Yeah, I can't mess Get there, the set, up set up your tent. Yeah. 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 So when you guys pick, where you guys pick, do you pick, like, an area? Like, for camp, I mean, you guys I'll just try to pick mid-hill or base? Repeat the question. Yeah. Jed. Just, okay, just, so he's asking essentially. Yeah, like, where so he's asking essentially at. like what I'm looking for when I'm setting up a camp. Close to multiple spots. If I can, I'd like to hunt right out of camp. Yeah. So that means that I'm generally going to try and pick mid, like mid elevation on a hill. But it's also got like I'm not just pitching camp on like a insane cliff, right? Right, I, I need some sort of flat spot, and I'd like to camp right next to the road. Like on like on BLM land mm-hmm. and most national forests, you have dispersed camping where you can just camp wherever the hell you want, right. except right next to cattle water. Like, that's where they draw the line. And, like, you obviously don't want to, like, park your truck right in the road. Like, don't be an asshole. But, um, yeah, that's that's what I would look for. Um. Next. Okay. Abe, you got a question? I was just thinking about like elevations, like what elevation and what time of year do you know? That kind of thing. So I know that like early. So like okay. Well, now we're ta- are we talking migrating mule deer? Or are we talking about? Like resident mule deer, what are we talking here? Because there are mule deer that make crazy migrations, and there are mule deer that live their whole life on like quote unquote winter range. So it all depends. Like, like there's there's mule deer that live in the desert floor the whole year, and there's mule deer that migrate to the top of the highest mountains. So, like, it's October. So they're out of velvet. They're getting towards pre-rut. The does are probably going to be fairly low. And low is a like relative term because it all depends on what the peaks are around that area. You know, like if, if you're in areas that have 10,000-foot peaks, like low might be 7,000 feet. If you got mountains that are peaking out at 7, lows might be like 4. You know, so like it's... It's all relative. Um, I do know that, like, come October, they're not going to be on the mountaintops. At least the majority of them aren't. Like, there's some people that are like, nope, I hunt high no matter what time of year it is. Like, there's going to be a big buck up there. Bar none. Doesn't matter. But, like, if I were you guys, I wouldn't be focusing on the highest of pies. I'd be focused on mid-elevations. Okay. And, like, being that you're, like, what are the actual dates of your trip again? <clears throat> the 18th through whatever that end of that is, 22nd. Yeah, I wouldn't ignore those then. Or not 22nd, 24th. Like, mule deer rut doesn't start until November, but, like, they're getting on. Like, they'll, especially by the tail end of your hunt. So, we if we catch a group of does, like. Maybe not day one, but, like, keep them in your mind. Right. Because if you don't bump them, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And old, old Johnny might come looking. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, is- long enough pause. All right, also another, like another thing that I think of when I think of like western hunting, and especially mule deer, is get like dense forests out of your mind 
Oh, yeah. Like, or if you think trees are a good thing, a well, wide like, open space. Insane. First thing, first problem I had, I was like, why wouldn't why wouldn't they bed under these, like, trees? The only tree in, like, miles. The only shade that you can see. Right. And I don't think I ever saw one bedded under okay, a tree. Okay, well, here's why I think you don't see them bedded under those trees is because they're cottonwoods. And we're getting towards the time when, like, the leaves are starting to dry up. And the wind is always blowing, and they can't hear a thing underneath those trees because of, of the leaf noise. Is yeah, well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah it makes sure. perfect sense. Well, then like, you find out where they're actually bedding it. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so mule deer bed in the shade. That's what they do. Yeah. So, they f- like, whatever they can use to get shade, whether it's, like, I say they bed in caves. ditches. Those yeah, freaks. caves. They love caves. Um, no, we literally saw a buck come out of a cave and look at us last year. It oh, was awesome. Dude. The place that you missed that little buck, yeah, first cave. stock cave, yeah. Jed, we we stalked that whole thing, and it was to the point where I was like, I was kind of like half-assed in. I was the one filming, and like you lose. Oh god, that's a whole other topic to cover. Like how intensely, just intense, you have to be stalking every single inch. Oh yeah, you because have like, to be, especially when you're not like intimately familiar with the yep. micro landscape that you're stalking into. Like, yeah, maybe if you spend forty years hunting the same little drainage area, you'd be able to be like, oh, this deer disappeared into this ditch. Yeah, I know where that some bitch is. Yeah, but like yeah. being that we don't have that intimate knowledge, it's just like I have to be on pins and needles, focused, and you can't on assume every. Half a step. Yeah, you can't, and you can't assume like you see a little drawback or kickback like off to the right. You can't assume what that ditch looks like. You cannot assume it. Gotcha. No matter what it looks yeah, like, you have to. It looks. It it might look shallow to a point where it's like oh, I could probably get a good enough look around and then move on to the next thing. Like no, there's probably a jet back in it that like you didn't think was there. And there's probably a fucking buck in that little one little thing. Because then you start getting to the point where, like, because you'll glass a couple from a long ways away in giant coolies. And then you get to the point where it's like, oh, they're only in these giant, like, back-end coolies. Like, they're under the big back overhang at the bottom, like, way back in them. And then you forget about all those side ones that are, like, really tiny that maybe aren't even in a shadow at that time of the day. But they just were. Or they were an hour ago, and then he hasn't moved yet. Yeah. So... If you don't have anything cranking in the morning, you just start glassing shade pockets. Whatever is there to make shade, you look into it. So when you're planning, like this is a part of e-scouting is, when you're planning your morning sits, you have to like look with the sun at your back. Because you can't glass into the sun. It washes all your binos. No good. Mm-hmm. So also, mule deer pop. When they got the sun on them in the mornings. Like once that sun crests the, the ridge and it's the whole valley sunlit, it's just like they glow. Not white. Those are antelope. You don't got an antelope tag. So they're fun to watch for a little while, but you got to <laughs> stay focused. Stay focused. Man, it's hand. so awesome in the mornings there, too. It's like. Oh, because you can see for miles. So you're like, oh, there's there's two white balloons over there in the distance. Let's take a look. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's the buck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're mule deer hunting, Jed. Come on now. <laughs> but, like, they, they do glow. And, like, here's the thing. If you're a long ways away and you're, like, trying to make out horns, it's not a big buck. If you're like, is that an elk that I'm looking at? No, that's a big buck. Because, <laughs> trust me, you'll make that mistake. You'll be like, like, you'll be like, oh, never mind. That's just an elk. Wait a second. Nope, that's too dark to be an elk. Holy fuck. That is a giant mule deer. I got to get over there. So, the most important thing to... That's me nice to have a gun in your hand. Yeah. Is what? It's going to be nice to have a gun in their a hand. A good set of oh, optics, yeah. you would say? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, that is... I mean, that's... that's Vortex. Vortex? Yeah. For sure, Vortex. Body scopes, gun scopes. Everything. Yeah. I go everything Vortex... <clears throat> I'm no a question. Big vortex fan. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to go up to like the next line, like the next, but like Vortex has been awesome to us. If I mean, we love Vortex all day. Vortex. What's the next? The next lineup is like Snowborski or whatever. That's where. I, yeah, I mean, like 
the the very top end of of Vortex is competing with Swarovski. Yeah. You can't go around with Vortex. You, no. It's, but if you go out there with shit that is not, and someone has Vortex and you notice a difference, because that's when you notice a difference. You're going to notice it in the whitetail woods around here. Right. It's insane, the difference. Even between Vortex's lower level to high level out there, it's just it's just you notice everything. And I went through I went through that battle where I I still I had good glass I had the best binos from Vortex, and I went through where I was having headaches the first day, like bad. Oh yeah, where like, I couldn't even look, and I was I was struggling. I couldn't even I could barely glass. You guys run Vortex tripods too? I don't run a Vortex tripod, but I definitely run a tripod. Yeah, well, we had a bunch of camera tripods, so yeah. we were using them. We still use them. So, hypothetically, we get there. We drive around, scout that. I would say about the tripod thing, hold on. So the tripod thing, you probably just get a really a decent one that works pretty well on Amazon. For, tripod's not Vortex's thing. They're most likely charging a lot for them. Where you could just get, a, I, get I would honestly get a cheap tripod and a good fluid, fluid head. Fluid head's bigger deal than yes. the tripod. Like the, for the sure. legs are not that important. But make sure the fucker has an adapter for the certain fluid head because you're gonna want the fluid head that has a screw. So the expensive fluid head that has like pressure into it, where it pop it will come up, they're probably about eighty bucks, right? Or am I? What's that? Are they more than that? The good. What did you just buy? I bought oh like I don't a good fluid head for a camera too. Yeah. Like it's, it, I think it's got like a nine or a ten pound weight. And what'd you it. buy? What'd you pay I, for it? I can't remember. I think it was over a hundred. It's been so long that yeah. I bought camera shit, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's compact. Like if it, if light. it looks small, where it's like there's like only like one or two, it's most likely not a good fluid head. Their fluid heads are like a compact unit, um, and it's worth they're worth the money they, that they yes, have. Yeah, like for sure for them. But the tripod, because haven't we run into the problems where there's certain tri- like the old like okay like really cheap shitty tripods might not have like just a normal screw adapter. If you spend like seventy bucks, you're gonna get a tripod that will have like the normal universal adapters. I don't know. I think the tripod that I'm running is like a Best Buy thirty five dollar tripod that I just swapped out. A what good didn't we run into head. the issues over some cheap tripods didn't have. We the, may the have the screw adapter into them. We may have. It's, I, all that matters is that there's a, there's a universal screw adapter for all camera equipment, right? And like it needs to have that because all fluid has oh, screw yeah, into yeah. that. No, we ran into the problem with the cheap head that came on that. Right, yeah. and you tripod. couldn't get it off but, to get to the screw adapter or something. It was like molded on it. That's the problem. If it comes with the fucking head that's like molded on it, don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's got it's got to have a base plate that you can take out. You've made that. You made it. Yeah, the first the first uh, tripod. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're looking for a tripod that has needs base plates. Most likely, you can probably get a tripod and a fluid head together. Two hundred bucks, you're set. So Vortex makes the for binos. They make the little twist on that screws onto the. Yeah, the adapter. Yeah, you'll need yep, that adapter. Yep, yep. That slides on. That just screws in. That'll screw into your base plate. So like the good fluid heads have base plates on them. Those base plates screw into the camera screw adapter. That's universal. Yep. Yep. Correct. The plate does. The plate does. The plate So like so like the plate will come off the adapt. Sorry, the plate will come off the fluid head, right? And then you screw that plate onto your camera binos or the bino adapter, whatever it is. Okay. And then, you and then the plate that plate then head. functions where you like can unscrew the fluid head and like slide your your thing on. Well, you're what what um like the cheaper stuff, yeah, it's like a piece of plastic and like you just like slide it on yeah. or I don't know. The fluid head's gonna be like this long. It's a square. Like like uh plate. It's, a, it's a rectangle and uh they're just I can't even put it's it's the next level too for like if you're filming your own hunts in a tree stand to get a camera arm and you always have that option just to, you could you could technically screw your uh, cuz the fluid head screw is set, is is similar to the the screw that is most cameras have that are universal so you technically could screw a camera just on a camera arm or right, on a tripod that's universal. right so like when you add that fluid it's just, it's a thing that you'll never go without again it's just it makes I know we upgraded the uh, 
the tripod that we got this year for turkey hunting because the other one was just the cheap one that I bought. I don't even remember what the brand was, but it was not a fluid head, so it was like really jerky when oh, I yeah. go to move it, and then you couldn't replace it because you couldn't get the the head off of it. Yeah, if you're if you're shopping for a tripod and a fluid head, just buy them in a package together, and you'll know for sure you got the right thing. But anything that costs pretty much anything more than fifteen dollars is you're starting to get in decent range. Yeah, I think we bought. Well, I don't know the one that I bought, which I don't think you you. I don't know if you can remove the head either, but it is a fluid head attached to the tripod. I think it was like. Well, if you can't remove the fluid head, then get a different tripod. That's stupid. Because fluid heads will go crappy. Like we have yeah, fluid heads that you want that pressure that like. It's really good because there's there's pressure inside of them, so like they'll raise up right. automatic or whatever. Right. And if that one once that's gone, they they start losing their. Well, I will eventually have to get another one then, but this one is good for now. But so my next question is hypothetically, so we get there, we get everything set up, we check our stuff, you know, our spots check out whatever. Then we're just driving around looking for deer. We don't see any. So the next morning we go to one of our glassing spots. We see nothing. Uh, we basically go the maybe we try a different spot, whatever. How many days would oh, you give it? Oh, the old. How long <laughs> until we give up on this area? On this area. I don't know how much sign are you seeing. And how much area is there? See, are you're you right. are you you're only right. looking at one draw? Like I don't know. Okay, so that's where it gets a little. Yeah, dude. Trust me. My whole New Mexico hunt was this. This was the only thing that was going through my mind all day, every fucking day. Like, do I keep do I keep hitting this area? Looks good. There's sign. I can't see anything though. Right. So if there's if you're seeing sign, but you are not seeing deer though, are you just looking in the wrong area? Obviously. See, that's what I think. Or, like, so we you're, you got, keep in mind we only have five days. Yeah. So like, how long is too long? Like, do you give it just the first couple of days, and if you haven't seen a single deer, are you? Yeah, kinda, probably. Are you I probably going would. somewhere else? I probably would. Okay. But like, packing up camp. <sighs> I know it's it's a shitty. Yeah, thing I to know do. it's a, it's a terrible thing to have to deal with. But like, I, yeah, I mean, like, it also depends on hunting pressure. Like, yeah. how many people are there? Right. You know, like that's going to be a thing. You're going to see people in orange. Wow. Like, if you find a spot that looks good to you on a computer, guess what? So has everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know? Gotta get in there. Well. But, yeah. You might have to play off them, too. Let them bomb it to you. you might have to. We're gonna have rifles, so. Right. Well, so is everybody else. Exactly. So my question is, when you... So that area from like six thirty to like nine thirty, when you're really glassing, you're watching everything. They're super active. You spot one, or you spot a group. Are you focused on that group and you're headed towards them for the rest of the day, or are you trying to play off them and see what they do, where they bed, and then you're going to find them? I don't know if we covered that, but. Okay, so here's where here's where hunting a group of three is going to come in handy. So, you see a deer, right? Buck. You're like, okay, yep, I would like to kill that. Like, we would like to kill that, right? Yep. We're good. So, one person is going to sit exactly where they saw that deer. Like, same spot. They're going to stay. Other people are going to go and try and get ahead of the deer. Because, like, they got this thing where they'll, like crest over just all of a sudden like oh i'm heading this way and then they're just like oh no here let me crest over this way i'm gone forever now everybody's just trying to sprint to that last spot no you try and get ahead of them and then you always leave a guy like if you have if if you're going to be hunting with multiple people you leave a guy because in case while the other people are trying to get ahead of it it goes a different way that dude now just has to book it book it to where they last saw it and then like Maybe you're gonna have to regroup, get like a like a hand signal code going. Like, think about that on the way out there. You're gonna have some time. <laughs> nice twenty-one hour drive. Yeah. So like all together too, unless Abe goes, then you guys split in two groups. Gotta try to get two vehicles out there. But, like, 
here, here's what I think. Like if you see, especially with five days, like if you see a deer that you want to kill, you make that happen. You don't just wait and see, you just go for it. Like, I don't like whatever your like criteria is for a shooter, whether it's just got horns or if it's a four by four or like, it doesn't matter. Whatever your decision is, like talk about it beforehand, like have those things in and also put them on the spot. What is it right now? What do you want to shoot? What do you legally? It has shoot? to have a three-inch horn. That's about it. <laughs> I'd like to shoot something bigger than that. I mean, I don't know what we're gonna see. Yeah, I'm it really comes down to what you're gonna well, see. Well, obviously, I would like to shoot something bigger, but well, you barely killed anything in your whole entire life, so you gotta take what you can get. <laughs> okay, here's here's the deal. Also, also another thing, like don't true. Don't wait until you like have eyes on a deer to decide like how you're going to decide who gets to shoot. You know what I mean? No, like we're, we're have, short, we're short, short strong. Okay. That's fine. I'm glad. Like if that's your technique, that's your technique. It's decided good. Like, cause that like, I've never had to deal with it, but I can't imagine it going well, you know, like, Oh fuck. Who's going to shoot. Yeah. Like looking at everybody, like, oh, fuck, somebody's going to have to shoot. Who's it going to be? Like we've person. never drawn straws on any trip we've ever taken. No. It's just always been like, which is know, which like is fine. Like excited or something. It's pretty. E- it's it's easy when there's two people, and yeah. like especially with us, like it's just it, whatever. Like somebody's gonna go, so somebody go. But like, yeah, I, I don't no, know how main... guys, I don't know how you guys are together. Like maybe you want to beat yeah. the shit out of Wes and don't blame you. <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't know. I'm personally, the way I look at that stuff is like I'd rather have a someone shoot one before me because then like i can also sit back and like kind of like like so like and i'm not i'm not saying this at all like to act to say like i'm unselfish i literally i would say majority of trips we take jed always use usually the first shooter because i would i would personally rather sit back and see what's available before i even have like the option and, I'm and he wants to fucking go right away. I'm so pretty we're bloodthirsty. Per- yeah, we're perfect. He, yeah, he's willing to kill whatever. Right. Usually, I'm kind of the, I'm I'm. Yeah, which is I feel like I'm gonna be the same way. And like I already. Am. I've always said which way or which whatever way is makes that? you we happy. Describe too. Jed's. I'm gonna be like, like you if, want the you want the first option. Like if somebody's like, oh, well, you say, pl- if, say so here's, here's John. Here's the deal. John draws a short straw. He gets to go first. He goes, ah, it's only a, like a two-by-two. Two. Like, eh, I'm like, okay, I'll go then. Yeah, if you're forfeiting your two-by-two. Two, yeah, I don't know why. Draw, fuck off. I could see Mitchell do it. Mitchell will definitely oh, do it. Him. Mitchell will be like, oh, it's too small. I'd be like, oh, okay, tough guy. Well, I'll go kill him then. And then you can suck my balls <laughs> when you're done. You piece of well, shit. Jeez, man. Why you got to get so sexual? <laughs> you want your brother to suck your balls? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, if I if I shoot if I shoot if I shoot his mule deer that he passed, yeah, that's fair. But I so you, just make that decision then right now and be like, and I'm not I I'm not even like that, but I I definitely like this. I kind of like to settle into places before I start hunting hard. I don't. Does that make sense? Well, we don't yeah. have much it time to sense. settle in. Yeah. but like, you're right. You don't. Right. That's why I wouldn't be picky at all. I'm not. Gonna be. Yeah. Dude, like, literally, have literally, if, if we're in that, if we're in that first two hours of driving, and there's like a, a unattainable <laughs> two by two, and you guys are like, "Well, let's just see." What, like, no, I'm going now. Yeah, good, good for I'm, every trip yeah, needs yeah, that guy. Yeah. I'll be that guy. Good for you. Not afraid to be that guy, because then I can fucking relax. If I were to, if it, and then it'd be like, I mean, I mean not, I'm here to tell you, not realistic. I like, fucking love hunting without a tag. That's what I'm saying. I would love it because it would yeah, be like I feel so like I would fun. hunt like even harder for like yeah, somebody it, else. It is much easier because oh, I, I do. I love it. Yeah, it, like I the do. Pressure's like off. Mm-hmm. I do like that. It's already done. And it's just like, hey man, whatever your choice is, because you're the one with the tag. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So you'd be a really good guy. No, I wouldn't be. <laughs> and you're in a really good attitude all the time. You're gonna be in a good attitude. Oh, yeah. And if you are, if you are one of those guys that goes on a fucking hunting trip and you kill, and then for one second you have a bad attitude, you are a fucking bad person, <laughs> and you should never go on another trip again because that's bullshit. If you kill, you have to be the you have to be the the cheerleader. You have to be because mm-hmm. with the do people who aren't killing, they're on one, dude. They're on one. Like, they are down. 
once you get into day four and five, the other people will be down <laughs> and there has to be good, good vibes by somebody. So if you're, if you kill and if I hate it when people kill and then they abandon the hunt, like Cody Phillips, <laughs> you see it all the time. Like, or you film like, yeah, sure. I'll film someone. And you give up your like turkey season. You give up your season tag or something, film someone before you. And then like they kill and they're gone. What? You gotta stay. You have to be Cody Phillips. Wow, you're calling names. Oh, he's so bad. Should we tag him? Kills yes. and he's when done. In the post? Yes, absolutely. Should we tag him in yes. the post? Let me share For sure. <laughs> he has literally tagged out in Wisconsin and not spent another second sober until he left. <laughs> oh my God, that is sad. Taking is naps, the, taking naps Indiana? during the middle of the day. Yes, okay. taking naps during the middle of the day and staying up all night drinking. Oh, yeah, he's a bad guy. Though. That was a bad move. But he's, was he happy? Was he, he was like happy? Well, he's oh yeah, happy. <laughs> he's yeah, he's positive when you see him. <laughs> God, for four seconds before you fall asleep because you're tired as shit because you didn't sleep all day. Yeah. There's guy. I've, I've, I don't know who it is, and I don't like know, but I just I picture this person who is like he kills. And then, like, a couple days afterwards, it's not going well. And he jumps on the, like, train of, like, yeah, this sucks. We should just go home early or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that would be terrible. Like, or like, dude, the, or you, like that's the, not your job. Your one fucking job is to be positive. Or, like, like if the, you don't know like, any of my hunting, but you killed, your one job is to be positive. The I'm going to sleep in guy and just, like, you guys can't oh, yeah, oh, oh, sleep dude, in. Oh, can't he'd be actually. dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> sleep into what? Well, you getting funny. punched, dude? I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. There's nothing, and I mean nothing, as beautiful as a western sunrise. It's the best thing oh, ever. Oh God, it's the fucking best thing ever. That place is unbelievable. Is Here's one thing you gotta prepare yourself for. You have to prepare yourself for just looking out into this vast openness and just being like, and the colors. Okay, in awe. The colors of the land are as like. Uh, pastel. It's a different place. As can be. Like they're different drab. Place. There's nothing vibrant. And then the sky is the exact opposite. It's just God, the it most vibrant thing an... you've ever fucking seen. In oh, your life. it's so awesome. It is the such. Yes. Yes. No, I mean, the earth is beautiful too. It's just like a different kind of beautiful. Yeah. Like, it, like you're not going to look out and see like, like growing lush cornfield green. That color None does not exist. Doesn't out there. exist. No. But like, it's so different. Uh, it's just so hard to explain, too. But it's oh yeah, so, it's, it, it's, it's so, indescribable. I, I, really. Well, I think vast is a good way. It's just it's so much, so much of nothing that you get like overwhelmed by it at times. Like seriously, like legitimately, like overwhelmed. What would you give up first, western hunting or whitetail hunting? Western, or I mean whitetail. Like well, if you gave me the choice, like you can only do one. I'm picking it's a western every it's a time. It's a different feel. Ah. Uh, I was gonna ask that question when you guys said. Uh, oh, sorry for stealing your question. Oh yeah. Well, it doesn't even need like, to be a gun to your head. Like you, I you will just... easily say Western hunting right now, but like if you put me in a situation where I felt like I had some type of understanding of that hunt, so it all comes down to like control. Control. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 oh jeez, it's not. It whatever. Is. Okay, I like to think that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, it is weird that it does come down to a so, control thing. Yeah, if I, I don't, don't know what I'm doing out there and I can't control well, the deer. Uh, okay, I get that. Yeah, I understand because I was about to say like if I were able to like pattern in a situation where I could go and like feel like I was like in control. <laughs> yeah. You can't say it. You, yeah, you, like it's how a different. Can you say different... that phrase without saying that phrase. Taylor, the first part of it is admitting that you have a problem. Well, maybe. Okay, here's the deal. I'm not. First of all, I'm not gonna fucking call it a problem. <laughs> I'll accept the fact that, that this is a thing, that I I have this thing. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying it's a problem. I don't. I don't think it's a problem. It's a problem. Probably a problem for other people. <laughs> I could get that. I could get that. It has become a problem before. <laughs> this, this one for Abe. Oh. And you know what? How about okay? I'll admit the fact that that may be a problem, but you have to admit that you're a bad person because we just had a podcast listener specifically say, "I do not appreciate the can opening; it blows my eardrums out." And you fucking just did it. I said this one's for Abe. That's before a I did direct it. attack to people who listen to our stuff. Okay. 
Direct attack. Yeah. Says the direct attack master. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, so next episode, we got to put Taylor on the spot here. Is it not his turn for? I'll pick one right now. If you ask another question for, for Mueller, where's Jeez, my phone? I'm the only one asking questions around here. Do you have, do you have a question, Abe? You haven't chimed in for a little bit. Uh, what kind of food sources are you looking at out there? For oh, that's, communities. That is interesting. Yeah. So, like, where... Good question. Where... A lot better than I, Weston. <laughs> where I have hunted the most... Direct attack. Would be considered, like, classic winter range. So they are feeding mainly on sagebrush. Um, there's also, like, other forbs that they feed on. But they're... Like, they're not a grass feeder. Like, they do eat fresh green grass. But once the grass turns brown, like, they just can't. Their their gut system doesn't. Well, and you said, so there's some, like, some like spotty alfalfa fields out there. Yeah. Or, I would, would say hay fields. I wouldn't use alfalfa. Yeah, there's alfalfa um, in them. Oh, really? Yeah, there is. Okay. I mean, you got to get real in there to see. I was going to say, it's, it's a lot of grass. It's not like here. It's not like yeah. here. Yeah. Um, you would think you'd see some, but you said you saw some the year before, and we didn't see any last year nope, feeding out there. we did not. But yeah, you do see them in the in the alfalfa. Like if you're hunting around egg fields, yeah, they're gonna crush them. Like you good, think so? Good quality. We have like, got to get cameras on those fields. Irrigate. Year. Like, hey, I'm I'm volunteering at least three cameras, whether I make it or not, to go out there, and you gotta put them on yeah, some I of will. those. I will. Are you are you gonna volunteer a camera or two? I don't. Okay, you can go buy some. Here's the deal. All my cameras you are You guys across. got bear hunting cameras. Where the fuck are all your cameras? They're in Canada, which I can't fucking get to. <laughs> <laughs> Canada thing comes back again. I mean, the Canadian here. government <laughs> took away his right to own land, essentially. No, he can own it. He just has to have Oh, he can own it, but he cannot hunt it. Not for bears. Not for bears. Can you imagine someone saying that to you? If someone did say it to you, how well, do you somebody feel? did say that to me, you and I don't feel well about it. I don't During feel well about it. During an open season yeah, yeah, that you normally would be able to buy a tag for. Are you kidding me? <sighs> yeah, we. I'd rather not get into this again. <sighs> it's on my bucket list of things to own, though. I'll tell you this right now. Ranch in Wyoming. I'm telling you, Wyoming is the most insane place in the Dude, entire world. Dude, Wyoming is the best state in, oh. the, in the lower 48 because of the lack of Every us Every single around. one of those people don't even notice, notice COVID. They love it. They'd love it. Just because of the lack of people? Yeah, dude. Like, dude, the driveway okay. is 30 miles <laughs> that we stay at. The driveway is 30 miles long. Those people. For real? Oh, yeah. How long is it actually? Like one. Okay. <laughs> it's a half hour for them to get to the to the main road. Yeah, that's not the driveway. Okay. But that is where the bus stops. <laughs> that's true. They that have is to, true. They have to Their dri- school is like 45 miles away. They have to drive their kid to the to the paved road because that's where the bus stop which is, is which is a half an hour. Okay. Jesus. Their driveway. There's like three other driveways that spew off this driveway. Whatever. Private road, pretty much. It's not private, but. Yeah, it's a different it does, world. Does it get man. plowed in the winter? Do you know? Fuck if I know. I've never been there in the winter. I know it didn't You've get plowed. You've been there when it was snowed. Yeah, I know that it didn't get plowed the time I was there and it stoned. Oh, that was so cool, though. What, you making fun of me that I kind of stuttered on that word? <laughs> Asshole. No, I'm not directly attacking you. That's okay. I'm tough enough, unlike you. Um, so the first the first year that I was out there uh, bow hunting mule deer, it was a couple days. It was in the mid-90s, and I did not kill one. So I went back out for rifle season, which was exactly one month later. And it was five degrees one morning, and it snowed six inches, and it was the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. And then I killed one, and it was awesome. Birds chirping. All right, any more questions, or should we wrap this up? We should wrap it up. But, Taylor, what is your album worth listening to? Well, this is a cop-out, and I'm openly admitting it. <clears throat> Brooks and Dunn reboot album. You're welcome. And you are welcome. Why. Number one, because I just quickly tried looking through my Brooks and Dunn albums to try to find one that I preferred the most, and I ran out of time. And instead of saying the Brooks and Dunn Greatest Hits album, I decided to go with the reboot one because it's a little bit different. 
But let me tell you, that reboot album is is actually one of it, it is. I don't even mind. Yeah, might be no. cheap. People are gonna blast you for it, but whatever. I'll I'll accept the fact that that is that is one of my favorite albums of music to listen to. I do agree with you. It's it in is. my top three. What, what's your favorite song on the album? Oh, God, dude, I love them all. Neon Seriously. Moon, Casey Musgraves. Uh, no. Yeah, you probably don't like that one. But Taylor, I I just I can't recall. Well, it's hard to beat Brand New Man with Luke Holmes. That yeah, is just something. But if I had to select one that okay, here's one that I wouldn't think that I norm, I don't normally like the Hard Working Man song they have, but with Brothers Osborne, that yeah. is fucking awesome. They are good. Um, yeah, they're good. And but, believe with Kane Brown, unreal. Despise the Kane. I despise Kane Brown. And he did but he did amazing on that song. And what? Who showed you that album and you listened like you listened to it with him for the first time? Who is time? this one song? Oh, who's when you're gonna miss me when I'm gone with? Uh, Ashley McBride. That one's pretty. Good She's too. insane too. Yeah. No, I love her so much. She's oh, oh Red Dirt Road's amazing too with, with Cody, Cody Johnson. Johnson. So let me just oh I'm I'm running through them. So number song number one, brand new man with Luke Combs, and he nails everything single second about it. every single note those fuckers nail. Luke Combs, unbelievable. I'll I'll accept the fact that Weston showed me him. I was a, I was not a believer at first. I'm still not. I get that, probably, but he's unreal, unreal. Ain't nothing about you, Brett Young. Next song. My next broken heart, John Party. That one's good. Neon Moon, Casey Musgraves. <laughs> That's in that, in my opinion, is the best one. You, Lost you and Found, one. Tyler Booth, Hardworking Man, Brothers Osborne. I said I normally don't like that song, but with them, it's Jesus got me singing along. You're gonna <laughs> miss this when I'm gone. What? Ashley McBride. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Ashley McBride. That Pretty one's good. awesome. She's awesome. My Maria, Thomas Rhett. Don't like Thomas Rhett. Don't like that song. Just kidding. I like everything by Brooks and Dunn, pretty much. Red Dirt Road, Cody Johnson. Good song. Boot, Scootin' Boogie with Midland. Didn't like the original version. Still don't. Um, Mama don't need to get dressed up for nothing, right? Mama don't get dressed up for nothing. Mama don't get dressed up for nothing. Isn't it right in front of your face? Oh, no, no. You can't play him. We're going to get in trouble. I'm trying to see the name. <laughs> Do you know who sang it with him? Medlin. No, Mama Don't Need to Get Dressed oh, Up Lanko. for Nothing is. Is Lanko. it really Lanko? Yeah. And Believe by Kane Brown. Great song. 12 songs, right? Yeah. 13. 12. 12. 12. <laughs> 47 minute, 23 second album. Not long. No. Think how many times you've listened to that fucker on the way to. Well, how many? How long is. You should get that whole thing. How long is traveling? Hey, no, you should know what Here's my, here's my challenge to you tomorrow, Jed. You have to listen to that on the way to work. That's about your drive to work, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, it takes me back. We're just gonna get we're just getting hammered by copyright laws here. Well, no longer in six seconds. That's yeah, the rule. That's true. I don't know if that's one true. hour and three minutes. And if you take and if you take off uh, that bad song, it'd be about right at one hour. Wow. And how long is the drive to? Long enough. Mm, about twelve and a, about twelve and a half repeats. It's unbelievable. Nice. That guy listens to that song. That album. That song or that What's album is just ingrained album? inside of Jazz Truck. Whenever I think what of those, when that... I think of that truck, and I'm the one that showed him is... him. No, I'm the one that showed him Chris Stapleton. Who showed you Chris Ableton? Oh, we don't talk about that. Me. I doubt that. Okay, here's the deal. Here's Actually, the deal. Chris Ableton showed himself to the world when he sang with Yeah. With but we Justin we Timberlake. I was on him before that though. And so were you. I'll no. give you that. Oh it wasn't before good. You before. were on him before Justin Timberlake. Not uh, before like, Say Something? Yeah. No, not yeah. that song. Where he sang where he sang the at the CMA Awards. With yeah, with Justin, Justin Timberlake? Timberlake. Dude, that was, that was a year oh, into have, his. I have no idea no, when that was. No, it was not. That was his coming out party. I had no clue who he was before. That. Okay, here's the I deal. I remember watching him. Like, well, then I don't the give you any credit for anything then because I discovered him the same time. 
Here's the deal. I showed you that video. When when I heard Oh god. When I heard uh, a viral video and you're going to take claim for showing someone that? Really? Yeah, I did. I showed When you. I heard so him on the radio singing Tennessee Whiskey, I turned the station immediately cuz I was like, you don't fucking remake that song. Who the fuck do you think and you are? Yeah, you were an anti. Yeah, I was an anti. I had, push, I, I had to push you. I had to yeah, like take time you, out of my couple days there yeah. and tell you, hey, no, do you really look into this? And that's how I, you that's why I, I did. Be, I need you to check out Kip more. And then I fell in love and then it was my well, uh, history since then. So my, that that, my, that al- one album by Tyler Childers I listened to, his live album, is only 29 minutes. Mm-hmm. I really? literally daily run through that thing on just my gla- just my morning session. Go on, Abe. I was going to say my brother introduced me to the Steel Drivers. Before and Chris Stapleton? Before Chris Stapleton. I knew of the, sta- or of the Steel Drivers before Chris Stapleton yeah, came out. I was a, like, these these guys sound the same. Yeah, well, like, because they are. What's what's happening here? See, I did it backwards. Well, how does he sound the way he sounds? He doesn't open his mouth either. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> he it's just, the most beautiful thing he I've just ever shoves seen. air out of his <laughs> mouth through God. a small little gap. Like, are you even moving your lips? We got. We might as well take him in this, too. Maybe well, he can... have you ever listened to Johnson Brothers? Because I was his band before the Steel Drivers. No, no I haven't. It's rock. God, it's rock. how do you get a hold of that? Rock and YouTube? roll, yeah. It's on uh, Pandora, not Pandora, Spotify. Jeez. Really? Yeah. But. Well, take Spotify, too. Boost our ratings a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they'll take over our podcast and pay us what they paid Joe Rogan. Well, no. it would make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> With all the viewers we have. <laughs> and listeners. Hey, our thing says we have, like... Hey, a big enough audience. It's it's bigger <laughs> than what it used to be. <laughs> hey, we got we got one episode that's almost up to a thousand listens. It's climbing. Man, yeah. you can't you can't make comments on numbers. Why? On the show. Why? It's dumb. Listen more, people. <clears throat> What's your parting words um, for the Wyoming episode? This is a Western episode. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, you're in Idaho. Idaho, so. My parting words is I think you're absolutely worked out there. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I already know I'm not going to be in good enough shape. Yeah, you should probably. Actually, Have you been working? Like, yeah, we yeah you should probably do some squats. Shed, I mean, shed a few LBs if it's possible. I would say just walk a lot. Just hi- start hiking a lot. Make a pack. Th- yeah, throw yeah. a pack on your back, put some weight in it, and start hiking. Okay, hold on. That's part of the reason I wanted to go out through this year because I was like, I actually, I was like, been walking since like last July or sorry, last uh, November or December. I'm probably like actually ready for it. Um, God damn it. I would strongly suggest trekking poles. Oh really? You think they're gonna be walking that much? I. Th- What's that? I, yeah, I. Are you bringing them to Wyoming this year? No, I'm not. Well. Probably not. Might bring them. But, like, yeah. It's not – like, trekking poles, I don't feel like are for a, like, for a distance thing. It's for a uh, – Uphill thing. It's, yeah, it's just for elevation change. Like, going uphill, going downhill with a pack on your back. Like, if it's flat, who gives a shit? It's, yeah, it's no forever. big deal. Yeah. But, like, if you're going uphill, if you're going downhill, if you're side-hilling, like, trekking poles are the biggest That was the thing about Wyoming. I noticed that, like – you you are walking up to a hill, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna suck. And they're usually not that bad. Everything's yeah, weirdly flat because you can see so far. Yeah. But you think hills are bigger than what they actually are. Like. Yeah, I guarantee you. Like, I guess I don't guarantee you, but I would bet that where they're going in White or it's in not Idaho like is totally different. It's like, oh yeah, I can do that, and then like four hours later, they're yeah, because like, where we went, in Wyoming, still see like, the truck. <laughs> Like oh fuck, <laughs> Wyoming's Wyoming's like, uh, well there is it well, seems hilly like but it's spot. not. <laughs> no dude, but like that's what you're going to have to do. Right, because you can't uh, with that amount of time we can't just waste a half a day to get up to a fucking right. You know what I mean. But like on on the same token, weeks, maybe. but on the same token, like if everybody else is driven by this one spot because it's really fucking steep to get up out of the truck. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like, oh, it hasn't been a truck park here for the whole... Right, because days. it's fucking nasty going up right here, and you should maybe <laughs> think about going up right there. Mm-hmm. Dang, yeah. Pressure and pressure, yeah. 
Yeah, figured out, bud. Figured out. Hopefully, Weston doesn't drop the ball on this whole deal. Like he's actually. Well, like, he's going because be you're kind of organizing it. So, like, what if you guys are you even? Do you even know if the spot you're going to has deer? <clears throat> like unit wise, yeah, it does. No, he actually did a pretty decent job picking out a unit. Nice job, bud. Well, holy cow, we we, we all did it together. But yeah, we finally. I was like, we need Mitchell to put down. some time in. No, yeah, really. <laughs> mostly me and John actually. If we're being honest, like we well, were like, when I we demand. first decided, we went super gung ho. And we're like we're like oh we're super jacked up. Well, that was when he was. That was year. when you were living when you were living with me. Yeah, it was like fucking. We were just sitting there fucking on the computer the whole fucking. That's the one thing I I wish uh, like the times you were living with people like Abe. We Abe. Oh, I live I live with Abe for a period of time, and I live with Weston. Harsh, like very rarely did we talk hunting. Really, like yeah. Well, you got to think, I didn't even... The years that we lived, people lived together, like, if you get a chance to live with people, make sure you live with people that you're hunting with. Yeah. But... Or hunt with people you're living with. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't as much well, into it then, either. Because you're young and you're drinking, you're boozing, you're chasing. Uh, you're a rotten buck, basically. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to be chasing rotten bucks. You can't be a rotten buck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, that's a slogan, too. I just coined it. I coined it first for the, for the brand. Hey, thanks for listening to 52. Thank you. Like, subscribe. Give a good rating.